your weekly Selk Grassroots podcast, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Right, tonight on the big interview series, hashtag stay strong, I have Westford guests. Uh, we've got Sam from Spring Hill Reserves, Gibbs from Peckham Rye, two Ronnies tonight, there's a joke there somewhere, Ronnie from Highfield and Ronnie from Sporting Club Thames Mead 90. Um, I think it's fair to say Westfire is the uh, fastest growing league in London. Uh, last season, the numbers topped 100 clubs, which is massive for a league, which not too long ago uh, saw the need to merge with another local league to keep football um, going in the area, which is a massive feat. We have to give a lot of credit to uh, to the league and to the committee for their continued hard work. Uh, tonight, we're going to talk about last season and our four clubs um, represented here tonight on how they think things are going. Boys, how are you doing? All good. Hello. How are you? Yeah, Gibbs, all good, mate. Good, mate. Good. Gibbs, just, is that mic working? Let me check. Minimum mic check! It's oh, working. God. It's, it's been so long. I see your hair still ain't grown back in lockdown. No, I've been trying. I've been using all sorts of things and it's just You've not... been using that, that Alperson, ain't you? Yeah, I've been using Alperson. The, the I best can see selling... some roots, some roots <laughs> the get best, through. The best selling shampoo in Germany. Um, I've been trying to rub Stilton on my head. I've been rubbing like sleeping with a gammon strapped on top of my hair just to try and do everything to make the gammon. hair grow back. But it hasn't. It seems... It seems as though Ronnie from Highfield hasn't had any problem growing hair. He's um, nicked well, everyone's hair. Yeah, he's had a yeah, go. I'm, I'm trying to um, make up for the stuff that I can't grow on my head, boys. But, but it's a lockdown beard, isn't it? It's going. It's going. Once, we, once we're back at it, mate, it's going. Keep, keep Every, it, mate. It's usual. It does. Mate, everyone hates the kids. I keep it out to be fair. If anyone wants to remake the scene from Forrest Gump where he starts running across America, get Ronnie from Highfield Rovers in. He can pull Hashtag. that off. I, I think he looks like the geezer on Castaway. Yeah, yeah. Or, or down and out in Beverly Hills. Mate, you're killing me. <laughs> killing me. Right. Or, or Ian Bill for any EastEnders fans. Oh, <laughs> I've got nothing left. I've got nothing. <laughs> uh, Sam... Uh, we've got to congratulate you on the new arrival uh, and the start of your your huge family. You said you wanted 11 kids so you could have a football team. Uh, you've got number one here now. Congratulations on the new arrival. Thank you very much. Uh, congrats, Sam. So, yeah, congrats, mate. Uh, so, boys, let's get started. I think we'll choose, as the new team to the league, we'll choose Sporting Club Thamesmead 90. Ronnie? Uh, is a player for Sporting Club Thamesmead 90, a new team to Westfar who um, have certainly uh, certainly started very well. Uh, looked like they were well up for uh, promotion, uh, at least this season. After a mini wobble uh, from uh, FC Royals towards the end uh, of the season before we finished, um, it looked like they were well amongst it. Ronnie, how have you enjoyed life in, in Westfar so far? Yeah, mate, we've loved it. A lot of us... Um haven't played for a long time. So this was kind of a bedding-in season, which sounds mad because obviously we went into senior. Yeah. Um, but there are, there's there's probably a few that have been playing around the leagues in the team, but there is a lot of the boys that haven't really played, have been sitting on the shelf somewhat for a while. 
Um, some, say we, Fen- I, some say Fenix been doing it all his career. <laughs> you know what? He's got 14 goals in nine, so I can't really, I can't really say much, much about him, to be fair. Um, <laughs> he was hating pre-season as well. He was absolutely hating it, telling me he's going to retire. And then he's got 14 in nine once we started the league. So, yeah, how's, he's not moaning as much now. How, how did you find the quality? What is it matched what you expected? Or is it higher? Or is, is it, you know, well, come on, maybe we could have gone into the Prem. What, what was your thoughts? Uh, well, we did ask to go into the Prem initially. Um, and then we thought, you know what, because some of us have sat on the shelf, we'd rather kind of earn our way in there and like go up, preferably winning the league. Obviously, that was our aim. Um, and we felt like we were on course, at least to get promoted. Um, the only team that beat us in the league was Royals. Um, and we played him at Meridian on that absolutely fantastic pitch, as I'm sure you're aware from Twitter. Um, don't, fuck, don't fucking start me on them. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, but it, it was going really. It was going for us because we earlier on in the year, it was it was quite obvious that a lot of us haven't played, and myself included, we were getting injuries left, right, and centre. Yeah. And it weren't until about five, six games in where we started going. Oh, now we've got kind of a a nucleus, you know what I mean, of the team. Like, there's probably 10 players every week that you know are going to be there, there or thereabouts. And then we've got a lot of players that will fill in and and make the squad. And it is a strong squad, even outside of the 11, you know, it, it is a strong squad. Um, at the beginning, we probably could have done with a few of the players that we brought in um, as a result of injuries. But it's a learning curve for us, you know, early doors. And it, it is tough because, as I say, on paper, it is an unbelievable team. And a lot of us played together since we were 11 years old on and mm. off. And obviously yeah. most of our team are turning 30 this year um, or next year. So near enough, all of us have played together for about 20 years there or thereabouts. So on and off in that time, but, you know, we go way back really. We've still got the same manager. So it's, it's, it is quite nice to be back. Nice one. Um, Ronnie from Highfield Rovers. Uh, a massive upturn in form from from season before the one we've just done. It's fair to say you were very much a cup team uh, in that in that first season. You came into Westfar last year. It's in the opposite that all of your best results came in the league. I think you found yourself sitting top or there or thereabouts when we finished. Um, what what was the main reason for that? Uh, I think last season was a bit bitty, so I'm trying to start it and get the boys together and get that sort of a. A way of a style of playing football. Um, I don't think we had anything. We were just sort of lump it and try and see what happens. I think a few. I've, I've brought in a few players that have uh, sort of shored it up and sort of we're, we're starting playing a little bit more with a little bit more cohesion and and a bit more confidence on the ball, which has sort of rubbed off on all the players. You know what I mean? So when you've got a, a like Ronnie was saying, when you've got a nucleus of, of players that are there week in week out. Um, consistently giving you a decent performance and everything on the pitch it's sort of something clicks and I think at the start of this season uh, it sort of started showing within the pre-season it sort of something clicked and um, it just started working again. it started working which I was happy to see and um, myself playing in goal again sort of gives a bit more confidence within within the team as well and that's not sort of a humble bag it, 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 it is what it is I think it, it goes without showing we're not we're not shifting as many goals as what was last season. So it it's sort of, it, it, it's nice. And we it got we got to the point sort of where we was up in the top half of the top half of the table, sitting top. And then, and then we did get a few injuries. So I think we've lost one game and drawn a game. I can't remember now, but um, 
it was it, it started getting a bit difficult. So to be honest with you, sort of the lockdown for me has done done us favours because a lot of the boys are fit and ready again, sort of thing. And they're, they're the sort of boys that I've had come in that actually look after themselves and, and sort of progress individually as well as part of the team, if that makes sense. Yeah. What, what's your What's your take on that horror tackle that was doing the rounds on uh, social media against the peoples? If I'm honest with you, I I, I haven't seen the replay. Um, <laughs> He's doing a wenger. Um, doing so a wenger. I'll have to sit back and come back to you on that one, mate. <laughs> did, to be honest with you, I did not see it. I did not see it. <laughs> no, to be fair, if I'm honest with you, there, what there's it a bit. Yes, it, it's a bad tackle. I, I, I stand by that. Um, <clears> but and this isn't and this isn't putting it on any official or anything like that. But the lead up, there was three or four tackles that come the other way. Uh, one being in the box on that player that that. that 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 retaliated effectively. Um, it's a it's a moment of sort of a snap judgment, where, and that's sort of totally out of character with the player. And I think even he, he even he said, said after it was a like sort of it was a snap error. Like he just saw red because after the the decision not being given against him as well. Um, and I don't know why because we was cruising if I'm honest with you in the game. But the the the, the uh, footage put out sort of. Don't get me wrong, it was decent, but there was a lot of football and, and respect to the people they've got to show their, their part and their, their side of the football, which I totally get. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll have to watch the replay again, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Sam, on to uh, the Spring Hill Sharks, uh, a team full of um, ex-Prem uh, Division players playing down in uh, Division, is it three, four? Where uh, yeah, they're three. Div three, uh, a promotion finally. Nick getting closer to where some of those players should be. Obviously, me and Gibbs agree on that every single week. They're all past it now, mate. <laughs> uh, Sam, so <laughs> another good season. So the season in Div four, when you was in with Peckham Rye, uh, amongst other teams, um, Baldham Reserves and all, all mm. that, it was looking like you boys were going to have a good season. None of you three managed to. Oh, you did play. They they were there. fading. They were fading off. Don't be yeah. fooled by that. Yeah. yeah. But this, uh, this well, season, Sam. To be honest, we were. This season, mate, uh, it was still looking good for you guys uh, on the whole. Uh, when Chris Elliott managed to stay away from your games, you seemed to do quite well. Um, <laughs> He's got to do something, isn't he? Did he have a bad a bad knee or hip? Who? I think had two bad knees, two bad hips. Sam, you look, you look beating him up on the games that he can't make next week. Yeah, did you hear about when he fell out, fell over going to the toilet during the middle of the night? <laughs> <laughs> what did he break? One of his arms, I think. I think he broke the oh, sink. God. I think I heard he broke the sink. <laughs> uh, broke the bed. <laughs> there must have been a lot, a few things broken in that drum. <laughs> so Sam, sorry. So Spring Hill Reserves. Um, obviously, the first team is in. Seems to be in a bit of transition at the moment, but the reserves mm. seems to be steady. Obviously, the old boys are going to be. Uh, hit and miss, such a, yeah. a a young side and and mixture of mixture of uh, players, but the reserves seem to be pretty steady. Um, what was going right for you boys last year? Uh, I don't know. We got we got a new manager in, and he was from the first team as well. Um, I think it is a lot of the boys again have played together for a while, so they know uh, each other plays. There's a lot of experience in the team as well, with a few youngsters that give us that bit of energy up top. I think we only played. Two league games, we won one, drew one, and we was doing all right in the cups. Um, yeah, I think it's just having that experience. Neil and Pat at the back, their experience there, that just 
that helps you out from even before you start a game. You know that them two are going to be rock solid, win the tackles, win the others. Makes it is that, that is Pat that goes with a big beard as well. I oh, don't have a guy at beards, mate. Beard, beard, beard envy. Look at him, beard envy. All my beards, oh, beard yeah. envy. You know, he's, he's better than yours, mate. Oh, mate, that's what I say. If it is, uh, mate, I've got a lot of envy for the beard. Yeah, that's that's him. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> did you fancy? Did you fancy yourselves for promotion this year, Sam? Uh, only playing two league games. It's hard to sell when you've seen. I think Willie's Royals played eight and one eight, and then I think. Alden Azell played five or six and they were both undefeated. Yeah. Yes, I would have said yes, but it's hard to say only have only playing two league games. Baldwin Reserve seemed to start a game 4 0 up. If Luke Berwick was playing for him, the, oh, the bloke seems to score. How's, how's, he, how's Gibbs not snapped him up yet? He probably tried. He I've, definitely I've tried. tried. I've tried. No, I'm joking. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's friends with, as well. He's, he's friends with the, <laughs> the Baldwin guys, isn't he? So. I think Sundays is just fun for him with mates. Oh, then they play Minecraft after, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Yes, I'm not getting into that. Be kind. Hashtag be kind. Hashtag be kind. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. So, Gibbs, obviously, Peck and Rye, probably the biggest change in um, Westville last season, going from Div 4, probably looking like finishing second to uh, Spring Hill Reserves. Right, uh, listen, go to it. <laughs> mate, uh, you should never have been in Div Four from the start. Behave yourself, I, I, mate. I got a little, I got a little, I got a little phone in my side about Peckham when they sort of we t- we turned up there, sort of all happy, go ready, let's let's start this new season, new team uh, to get slapped, absolutely schooled eight one. I, I, I almost felt like quitting football. But you had a you had a nice you had a nice pink kit on though. Yeah, yeah, it was a great day out. Great day out. So, Gibbs, obviously you've transitioned from uh, Div 4 all the way through to the, the Prem Division. Many of those players in, who played for you in Div 4 are in your reserve team now. Basically, all new team, all by a couple of players who I think haven't played for you due to injury uh, in the Prem. Uh, how's that transition been uh, for you guys this season? Has it been an eye-opener or is it you feel like you, you, deserve, you completely deserve to be there? Uh, it's been an eye-opener. I wouldn't say we completely deserve to be there. Obviously, Long Lane folded last season and we kind of uh, had some of their guys come, or majority of their guys come over and join. So on the basis of that, we did ask to go straight into the Prem. And then obviously with Brixton and a, a couple of other teams dropping out, it it made life a little bit easier. But we, we, we did ask for that and we did push for that. But it's been... It's been an eye opener because obviously from Div Four to the Prem, it's no disrespect to anyone, but you're you're playing against better sides, um, which you'd expect anyway. But it, it is it is rough, tough, and it's a it's a competitive division where most teams can beat most teams. To be fair, so um, at the end of the season, if we completed whoever deserve, uh, was at the top, obviously deserved to win it. But we was we was giving it a go. To be fair, we should have had uh, three wins out of four, but we're two, we're two and two, so. Yeah, you didn't get too many. Uh, didn't get too many league games in, did you? Four. So, yeah. uh, if there's one thing I would have said that had we not, you know, in hindsight, is is a good thing. But lots of other leagues, especially on Saturday, seem to concentrate on getting the league games finished as opposed to cups. And obviously, we've got a lot of cup games to get through uh, in Westford with so many 
opportunities for teams to 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 play in those uh, type of tournaments. <clears throat> but I think hopefully next season we'll focus on getting league games done. So if we have this fucking situation again, that we can avoid it because yeah, not playing too many league games is a killer. Uh, so it boys, is hard. On, I think with the obviously the the. It sounds it sounds a bit sore, but it's not meant to be this way. But the better your side, obviously, the better you're going to pro- progress in the cups, like um, Spring Hill and uh, Thamesmead and like Highfield. You know, like everyone's going to progress into the club into the cups where they're going to get three, four, five extra games. You know, mm. so it's um, and obviously if you enter the London Cup as well um, or Kent Cup, then it, it it takes your fixtures every week. You only have to get one called off, then it rolls over to the next week. Before you know it, you're a couple behind, like you say, yeah. on league fixtures. Fair enough. So, boys, what I'm going to ask you to do is to name uh, your best and worst uh, games from last season. Start with Ronnie from Sporting Club Thamesmead. Your best and worst results from last year, mate. Well, we. Uh, I'll start with the worst. We got done by Seymour in the Cup and uh, a few divisions below us. And we know we know a couple of people that are involved with them and that. And, and to be fair, that they're, they're good as gold. And we we weren't hiding away from anything. We we just didn't turn up <laughs> on the day. We just didn't mm. turn up. They got a goal and we just couldn't. It's one of those where, you know, we just can't get back into it. Like we hit the, I think we hit the bar three times, hit the post. Um, we thought we should have had, we actually scored and it was offside, um, which we were a bit unsure about. But like I say, we won't, we're not going to sit here and blame people that are doing the line for, for free on, on a weekend, you know. And that was probably the worst one because it was a cup match, obviously. Uh, I can't, I can't exactly remember what cup it was because there's so many, um, which is quite nice because you've got another one to focus on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Best result, do you know what? It's probably after the mini lockdown where we were gearing up for um, Abbey Wood Argyle. We thought it was going to be like all, ha- all, all um, hammer and tongs in the game. Like it had been bigged up as a, a kind of a rivalry because we're Thamesmead and they're Abbey Wood and we knew some of their players. And for some oh, reason... You absolutely we were, smashed them, didn't you? Yeah, they, they, they just weren't up for it. And we, had, we only had like, a bench of three players, I think, on the day. And we just literally, yeah, rolled them over 9-0. And... Um, we just we kind of we started we had um we had a sin bin for for ten minutes as well um during that game and it was just mad it was just everything seemed to go for us and and obviously when you go three 0 up quite quickly uh, on a Sunday and it was absolutely hammering down people were just like oh. yeah. and yeah that was that was probably the best one I mean apart from that we stopped, when we started off the season obviously we had a we had a quite a tanking I think it was six one would be um, Blackheath um, or Black Fen and Erith, I think they're called sorry yeah. um, and they um, yeah, they were being bigged up as being quite a decent side. And uh, to be fair, they weren't bad. But again, we just absolutely turned up. And uh, I think Fennec had a hat-trick in about 60 minutes after not scoring in pre-season. So well, it's good. He, can, he could come off after an hour. That's usually his, that's usually his, his, his uh, limit anyway, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I know he's listening to this. That's why I'm going to have a go at him every time. Oh, he, he definitely will. He's been telling me to give you some drives <laughs> and that. And I said, yeah, I'm sure I'll pass it on. <laughs> Uh, Gibbs, best and worst performances of Peck and Rye last year? Just from the, the half season, yeah? Yeah, so far last season. Or this season, should I say. It's not, over, say yet, wor- it's not over yet. Our worst our worst one would be first game of the season, to be honest. We turned out, it was a nice day. Um, brand new kit and everything. And then um, it was a bit of a reality check, obviously, by Jam. Uh, 4-2 it was. We lost. Um, no... Like they was, uh, they deserved the win on the day. They took their chances. They uh, they punished us, you know. That was so. That was a, a reality check and a wake up call that 
we weren't going to have things our own way as as well as we like we thought the the, the team we had out. Um, and then the best one, I'll go back. I'll say Jam again if I'm being honest. Um, we beat them one nil in the in the return fixture at home. We only played four league games, but we played them twice. But it was it was uh, it was nil nil. We had a, they had a man sent off. They had a man simbined. And that was a had, tough. That was a that was a harsh red. That one. That was a yeah. Harsh it was red. it was it was a hard. It was a harsh red. Um, they had a penalty denied. Um, we'd had chances in the game. They'd had chances, and literally about five, ten minutes to go, it was one of them free kicks that is kind of whipped in as a cross, but it's got such whip on it. He just took it in, and uh, we uh, obviously we won one nil. So it was um, that, that was a, a real good three points to uh, to earn. So yeah, both games against Jam. Full credit to them. A good side. Sam, best and worst um, for us, for the uh, Sharks. Worst, I'd say South Ballers away. Um, got three nil. I think we played them. I think they played four league games, lost four. And we just yeah, that, that looked like the only game they looked like fucking ballers. That was the only game they won. I think <laughs> gives us gives us nickname them South Average. South Average Joes. Let's get it right. South <laughs> Average. Oh, no, there was a they weren't average against us. We just rocked up to be fair, thinking we're going to win, and then just rocked up with the wrong mentality and got beat. Best game, probably we played Chislehurst in the Junior London Cup. Um, finished two all in full time. We had two chances scored out. They basically battered us, but we beat them on pens. I think that was a decent result. Oh, Sam put Sam saved three of them. Or something. Look, he wants to yeah, mention I did, it. Yeah, I made about <laughs> four, four decent saves in the game as well. But other than that. <laughs> That is why you're the Selk 11 cap, mate. That is why. Performances like that. Meryl. <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie, uh, Highfield, what's your what's your best and worst moments so far uh, from the season so far? Uh, so I'd say our worst is probably first game against uh, our first fixture. It wasn't our first fixture, but our first time playing our lady seniors being, them being new boys. We was, I think we was cruising 4-1. Four, four and um, I think it got to the last 10 minutes and sort of everything went to pot. Uh, every every sort of decision got going against us. Um, it, poor, poor marking. I, and again, I weren't in goal that game. I, I was injured, pulled, pulled my back plan for the West for banter side. Um, so <laughs> that was a you bit of a... You should let keepers in this chat, you know. They have a little very high opinion of themselves. Mate, we're... <laughs> mate, we're hard to come by. Good keepers are hard to come by, mate. Sam will be the same to say as well. And um, I don't know blow, my trum- blow my own trumpet there. Uh, <laughs> um, and I say our best would probably be either, yeah, Draper. Draper's, I, I don't know what it is against them, sort of. We just turn up and we do bits against them. And, and that's not taking anything away from them. They're a bloody good side. Joe's does. Uh, wicked, a, a wicked job, Danny. You know, I mean, it's just that for some reason they're 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 sort of our team. We, we always sort of click, and in the same breath, the our lady already seems to be our bogey team because we lost both of them in the same sort of fashion. Uh, so yeah, I'd say our lady, either one of their fixtures, <laughs> and uh, Draper. I think it's four one would beat them. Yeah, Draper much improved last year. I know I said that on yeah. every single podcast last year, but. Um, much like yourselves, you were both sort of scrapping it out uh, down the bottom of Div 4 uh, last year, um, but much improved. And uh, yeah, you're right. Joe 
does a lot of stuff. I know you were everyone here works hard for their for their clubs, but um, yeah, yeah, well, Joe he's done does it all himself. There. Yeah, yeah, he's done. He's got a few few, few new boys in there. He's got a tank of a centre mid, um, sort of where players bounce off of him, and he sort of he does well. Like I say, Joe's done well down there. I personally think. If you had and to it, name, and it goes to show. Go on, mate. Sorry, if you had to name one team as your sort of surprise package, who, who surprised you last year in, in any division? Um, which team uh, stands out? This is out to every, everyone after Ronnie answers his question. No, go on, go on. Uh, hey, go on, uh, mate. You, you two, or you're not, you're not ready. No, I'm not ready. I was having a little <laughs> uh, 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 Gibbs, uh, you, a, a vocal think. Gibbs, you look around the leagues. Who was your sort of standout surprise side? Why oh, you got to put that on me so quick? I was trying to have a think. Um, <laughs> stand outside. Do you know what? Stand outside for me, um, as a new side, not knowing much about them, but I'd say Black Heath, you know? Yeah. Because they're, they're unbeaten in all their league games. Um, and they really put a marker down and a statement. So, uh, as a new side, I would say Black Heath. Yeah. Sam? Uh, I'd probably say Bolden Sports A. They've done well. And then. Fair comment. Chance to go into yeah. the. The Prem and then go straight up, win three games out of three. I don't think you can ask for much more from them, to be fair. I think I'd say them. Yeah. That's a great but, shout, Sam. That's a great, a great shout. shout. Gibbs wished he said that. I can see it in his face. Yeah, yeah. I echo that as well, mate. So, <laughs> massive chat. I, I was just thinking as well uh, who's done it. And you can't take it away from Billy what he's done there, mm. mate. Got the chance, taking it by the, uh, by the bollocks. And, and, and mate, he's, he's, he seems to get the results. Me and Sam went better, to watch them. Next year as well. Me and Sam went to watch them against Junior Reds uh, down at Saint Montague, mm. and uh, yeah, I felt for I felt for Blaine that day definitely. Yeah, he got let down by a few of his players that game, didn't he? Yeah, but Baldwin just Baldwin they just played it so it was nothing flash what they did other than uh, Scott scoring a goal from inside his own half. He was wearing trainers in a game. No I mean, trainers and no pads, wasn't it? <laughs> Oh, is that Scott? Is that Scott Gearshard? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mate, I, I, that kid gives me nightmares, mate. He probably scored one of the most embarrassing goals against me I've ever conceded, <laughs> and that and that was in a charity match that Gibbs was involved in as well. Yeah, I mean the, the bloke uh, Borden just played everything so simple, and they absolutely mm. devastated um, Junior Reds that day. Uh, Ronnie from uh, Sporting Club Thamesmead, who's your sort of standout team from last season? Well, I mean, obviously being new, we, we're not like probably as attuned as the rest of you are, but we did see Borden go straight up and we thought, what's going on here? After obviously asking to go into the league. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then thought, actually, they, they've held their own, so you can't blame it. In our own league, do you know what who surprised us? I mean, I know we lost to Royals, but like I say, we we did have quite a few players out and we, we do think that it'll be a good game on the Astro. And the manager there said that to us. He said, we know you've got boys to come back and we look forward to that return. But in terms of a ding-dong, I mean... Duchess of Kent really gave us a really good game and uh, they've got obviously I think they've got um, one or two players from here of town and obviously with us having Gannon on the right side he was saying they've got a couple of good players and and, and they, it seemed to be in that game it was literally back and forth all the time and and they probably surprised us the most and it, it, it was quite nice to get the win because they they were uh, talking talking to us a little bit and some of our players saying that we're going to rattle with you and stuff like that so it was quite nice but they were good they were really good side. they were neck and neck with FC Royals the year before for the title I think it was games in hand that were keeping a Royals top at the time or the other way round but Duchess probably um, would have earned would have earned the right to, to be promoted at the season um, 
gone to its uh, completion in what was it, eighteen nineteen season. Duchess of Kent were up there amongst it, and I've refed them a couple of times, and they are a good team, a really good team, and a good set of lads as well. Very good for uh, Westfar, and I hope they uh, hope they keep going uh, next year. I know this time's going to be troubling for uh, a lot of teams, uh, whether people have got the motivation to come back and go again after two potentially lost seasons. Um, people's appetite for it is either going to be sky high or, or it's going to be gone. I don't think there's really much there's not much middle ground for it at the moment. So wish all the teams uh, all the best at the moment. So boys, let's have a quick chat about Westford as a league. As I said in my introduction, um, one of the fastest, if not the fastest growing leagues in London, uh, run by, in my opinion, uh, the best committee uh, in Sunday football uh, that I know about. Um, teams seem to be flocking there from, from all sorts of different leagues. Uh, it's grown from, what, 70... 75 teams, something like that, uh, a couple of years ago to over 100 now. What is the team's views um, of Westford as a league? Anyone? I just think it's a, a very approachable um, committee. I'm not saying others aren't, but they just can't seem to do enough for you, you know? Like, if you ask Kelly or Dave or Jace, Jenny, you know, like Kenny any, and anyone else, I've missed out, like, they get back to you. They don't kind of fob you off and they'll do anything they literally can to, to help you out or get the game of football on. And from what I've heard of, like, like little bits here and there from other leagues and stuff, I'm not sure that it's that accommodating, um, which is no disrespect. I'm just, it's only hearsay, but I would just say that, that West is just very welcoming, you know, and um, it's a, they try and provide football for everyone. And obviously they're trying to up the standard now, getting everyone um, charter standard. And that's always an option for everyone as well. Um, they they kind of really push that, and they, and Kenny does his like his best with the classes and stuff to um, first aid and that. And it's just I think when when people are more approachable and welcoming, you you want to play football there to be honest. So that that would be my view of it. I agree. I, I think, think the fact that I think on, the fact as well, sort of throughout this throughout sort of the um, the duration of lockdown as well, the communication between sort of the committee and, and the and the clubs has been sort of different gravy because um you're always in touch even sort of we don't have the meetings but we still get updated about the meetings and and like like dan says about the courses that kenny runs uh to get in the standard charter so it's everything sort of positive um echoing what dan says like there ain't sort of a silly question for the committee that they're open to sort of any any, any questions if that makes sense and you'll always get a sort of a prompt reply I agree. They're, they're um, they've embraced the podcast. They've um, they've really used the podcast, and we've helped the league, and and they help us by giving us little bits of information about um, constitutions and stuff, so we can do our preparation. Um, there, it's an excellent league, and I got to say, I'm really pleased that I'm back refereeing on it regular after a, a couple of years um, <clears throat> off of it. Before I left it for a little while, um, it wasn't up to much. I've got to be honest; the standard was pretty, was pretty low. But you look at uh, top, top, top sides in there now that will do well in uh, London Cups and and things like that in the future. The likes of Peckham, right? The likes of Under the Radar, uh, likes of FC Royals, um, all teams with lots of years left in the legs. Uh, Board and Sports A are going to be a trouble for anyone. All these different teams, lots of teams they've attracted from other leagues like Red Velvet, Mildeen, uh, Granite, 
all other t- all teams that they've that have come across from the Alberton and Bromley or Alberton Rovers, a very um, up and coming team in that league chose to move. Um, I think it's a real viable choice for for teams looking for a fresh start somewhere. I don't think it was a few years ago, um, but it's really set itself apart from from other leagues in the area that that it would probably compete with um, to be to be that choice um, for teams looking to move from elsewhere. Um, Sorry, Andrew, just, go just going back to it as well, I forgot, um, like, uh, Michael, um, he has been a huge um, addition to the committee this year um, with all his work and stuff. Obviously, when Jace uh, fell ill and Michael kind of uh, took in the role like a duck to water and he's been, like, for someone that's just came into it, as far as I know, like, he has been mm. more than helpful to everyone trying to accommodate games. I, just heard, games. I honestly just heard he wanted to do the job so he could get New Cross's season back on track. I heard he wanted adoption, so his name's like Mike Verillo now. But I did. Yeah, I, 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 I also heard he, he got on it the, the easy way into the cups. Yeah, yeah that's what I. He, he, he done the draw himself, to be honest. Yeah, but, um, yeah, but, yeah that's the sus thing about it. But now, fair, fair play to him. He has uh, come in and he's helped the committee massively, and he's helped lots of teams trying to sort games. And during the pandemic, trying to get games on back and forth, and we was allowed with um, the tears and stuff. So, fair play to him as well, to be fair. Any comment, boys? About the league, it's comment. I like that. Like every league, every division, there's just not one team gonna win the league. They've they've done every league competitive. At least three, four teams can win the league, and then like cups as well. Every team likes a little cup run. I know COVID and that makes it a bit different, but to have the opportunity to get to a final out of like three or four cups, and then even the final itself on a decent pitch, decent little setup. They, they do offer a lot for the clubs. I agree, and obviously yeah. they were pretty, they were pretty humble at the end of last season and offered clubs discounts or free football mm. or whatever. Yeah, uh, and they do care about the clubs. They are one. Of, they are a league that considers the club's opinion. Um, they care about the club's opinion. Um, some some committees maybe can come across as dictatorial, and they think this is our league. We'll run it how we want to run it. But really, the league. Is, is owned and run by the club. There's just a committee of people that are appointed to run it on behalf of the clubs. Um, and honestly, I don't think there's there's a better committee uh, in the game. As a, as a whole, as a, as a team, um, I don't think there's a better committee from what I've seen. They've, they're, they're, they're fantastic. And Ronnie, what's the, what's, the, what's the view of you coming into it? Is, is your manager's happy? Your gaffer's happy? Um, you feel like you chose the right league? Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, he. I think he knows a few of them from from back in the day because he's obviously been around St Michael's and um, for a while, so he knows a lot of the people involved. And I'll echo what he said, what we said there about Michael because um, an old colleague of mine actually plays for New Cross, and I was speaking to him about about Michael. And since then, he's got his number. And he, we've had games where, like you say, in COVID times as well, where teams have obviously had to pull out because they've had a few maybe um, isolations and t- uh, testing positive. And uh, he's managed to get us a game. So when we were in that in that bit, he was texting us saying, "Can you do this? Can you can you get to this away game?" And we were just like, "Yeah." And if it weren't for him, we probably just wouldn't have played. And obviously, it's quite annoying in that period. But there's not a lot you can do as a club. I mean, we had a few. Um, we had a few. I had to isolate. I had to isolate myself and miss a game. Um, so it's quite annoying. But obviously, if you've got if if you can get onto certain things, and yeah, he was bang on. And and they they from the beginning really. I mean. Coming in new, obviously we're having to we were having to completely register all of our players like from scratch, and um, it was quite lucky because a lot of our boys have been involved with the Saturday lot for uh, SC Thames meeting because we're affiliated. 
Um, we're actually on their um, whole game. So it was a lot easier to pull over the players and already the details were there. But we had a few nightmare ones where, as you know, chasing people for uh, details and getting them to literally just click um, accept yeah. and stuff Fen- like that. And, and the league really helped us out with everything, to be honest, <clears> at the beginning. Fennec don't really like having his address on formal documents, does he? So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Boys, so lockdown and the issues caused. And I don't obviously mean we know football stopped. Uh, we don't know when it's going to come back, but how how does a lock how do, has the lockdown or the three lockdowns that we've had now? I think this is the third one. Is this the third one? It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. How do, how does that affect? I suppose uh, the two gaffers here, Ronnie and um, Gibbs, really are probably best place to answer this one. Um, but how does that affect the club itself and uh, and the way um, you have to keep things going and keep and keep that momentum and positivity? Gibbs, how, how, how does that happen at, at Peckham Rye? Um, well, obviously, we've got a first team and a reserve team. So uh, we chuck out a few messages type thing, um, try and get everyone talking and just keep everyone chatting, um, asking people how they're doing and stuff. And um, But there's, in terms of everything else, there's the football side of things, it's, it's, very, it's obviously very quiet and stuff. So I think as long as you're just making sure um, for your team that, the, the people around them, there's people there they can talk to. Then, um, I mean, we're quite lucky. We've got a lot of strong characters, but no one's obviously strong enough not to, you know, have, have some sort of uh, issues at some stage or another. But I just think as long as people know there's a network there that everyone can socialise with and, and have a chat and people are there, then um, I think that that's all you can kind of do at the minute, to be honest, and just um, look forward to a speedy return where everyone can come along safely and we can all um, just get back to what we all want to do, to be fair. How are the grounds supporting teams? So obviously you've all got home grounds. Are the, are the grounds being accommodating with you or is it, there's not much they can really say to you? Are you give, can, if you've paid money up front, are they supporting you? Or are they just going to pass it on to next season or have you not had that conversation yet? Um, we've not had that conversation, to be fair, but Long Lane are pretty good, to be fair. We were just kind of paying as, as we go. So we're all up to date. Um, and obviously I think they're closed as well to be fair at the minute obviously I suppose staff are furloughed or there's no need for them to be open because there's no sport going on so I suppose it's a knock-on effect for everyone to be fair so Ronnie from yeah, I mean, Ronnie from Highfield obviously you've, you've got one one team in, in your club at the moment um, how, how have you managed to to keep the boys uh, interacting and and uh, Talking to each other and and getting them getting amongst each other as much as you can. Well, we've been um obviously most teams have WhatsApp groups and and obviously knowing um because it's playing. I've always been open and candid about mental health and issues that I've personally had. So it's quite. I've personally reached out to all my boys and said, "Listen, talk to us." Like, I, 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 my phone's open anytime. That's what we were a network of, of pals. You know what I mean? But sort of keeping keeping the boys interested, it, it, it's all about trying to keep the buzz about the club still. So um, looking at new kits and things like that and trying to set up for the next season. Um, we use um, FIFA, pro clubs. There, there's sort of eight or nine of us playing pro clubs every other every other night when we can sort of get together. Um, so that's quite nice. Like that. We've been quite lucky that a lot of us have Xboxes and not Playstations. <laughs> um, so yeah, sort of, it, it, it's... It, it's difficult. It is difficult because naturally people are going to fall out of sort of interest with it because it's a year out, another year out of football and, and sort of trying to get everybody up and motivated again. I think having sort of the 
the, the plan sort of going forward of what, what we're still going to try and achieve. And for us as a club, we want to try and expand um, our brand, you know what I mean? So there's a little buzz about, about yeah, behind the scenes for us. But again, just reaching out to each other and talking to each other because it is, it, it's difficult for everyone out there, man. It, it is. Definitely is. And Ronnie from uh, Sporting Club Thamesmead, I know you're, I know you're a teacher, so you've been flat out busy probably during this whole period of time. How are the um, how does uh, Sporting Club terms me boys keeping that uh, trying to keep that momentum going? Should we get the green light? You know what? I feel like we we're in a very lucky situation in the fact that because we've been mates for like I say nearly twenty years, and a lot of people we we I've not not fell out, but we 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 hadn't spoken to each other for a few years. Some of us that have obviously do your own thing and stuff, and and you know what the the initial the initial problem was we'd gone from not having that to, to kind of being around each other again and literally loving it. And uh, we were always, we used to go to, um, so this when it was open, obviously, the, the St. Michael's um, club, church club, where we would go when we were St. Michael's and stuff like that. We used to go in there and have a drink. And it's literally, it's, it's, it's probably that that's missed just as much as the football, because like I say, a lot of the boys have got families now and obviously Sundays like the release and, have a beer and stuff like that. And I've had, I've had a few boys, I won't obviously name names that have, have dropped me messages saying how much they miss it. And I've said, like, I'm exactly the same. And we've got quite an active group chat, to be honest, in um, WhatsApp. There's always a lot of banter flying around. Yeah. And the impression I'm getting from the boys is everyone can't wait to be back. And there's a lot that have actually just started doing their own fitness now, like kind of getting, getting on the fitness so that when it does come back, if we get to play this season, which is looking obviously increasingly unlikely, um, we'll be ready, and if not, we'll be we'll be ready for next year. But yeah, it's just keeping in touch. I'm doing that big quiz on Friday, and they've already said to me the boys whether uh, whether I can do one just for the team as well. Get the boys in there, and in the first lockdown, we I was doing a few quizzes with them, basically just in the WhatsApp group, which they they seem to like. And yeah, it's just constant communication, isn't it? And um, the manager and the assistant manager send a lot of like funny videos and stuff, and it's, it sounds really stupid, but little things like that. Just you you open it and you laugh, you know, and. Yeah, just keeping in contact with each other. And we're of the same mind, I think. When it does come back, we all want it to come back as soon as possible because we're buzzing to get back out there, really. It's Sam from uh, from the Sharks after n- nine months of a of a pregnant missus and uh, <laughs> a baby now probably, what is he, a month, six weeks old. Um, uh, I, bet, three I, bet you, three weeks. I bet you can't wait to get out, can you? Uh <laughs> I'm I'm still like going to into work every day, so I've still got the normality of that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, everyone wants to be back out playing football. It's, it's a massive that. release, and that takes us into Definitely. the next section about mental health. Um, it's massively important. We spoke about it in our big series during the summer, the fifty podcasts in fifty days. Uh, how important that release is. Um. I mean, if I knew now what I knew, if I knew back then what I know now, that we'd have three other lockdowns. Um, I think I would have, I would have held off on that series a bit more. Uh-huh. I think, I think um, a lot of people have found this this lockdown harder than the first one. I think we're doing all this through winter and the weather's crap, and you know, even go, even if you can go and walk around the park, it's not enjoyable to do it. Obviously, doing that through the summer is a lot more enjoyable and a lot and a lot nicer. Um, but you know. Is that is that the general consensus that this this is people have found this one a lot harder than than the, than the other two, Gibbs? Um, from a, a Sunday league point of view, I think people have probably found this one harder because 
after the second one, we had football back and then for it to be taken away again, people were probably just getting their heads around playing again before it was yeah. taken. So I think on that sense, but I mean, mental health has played such a big part in the, in the last year. It's, um, it's, it's been made aware of so much more massively. Like obviously you got like yourself, um, Jamie Leggett, the people, yeah. like everyone's yeah. bringing awareness to mental health. So it is. It, it gives people a platform that they, they can speak out and that people are are not alone. Um, and you, it doesn't matter, like a man or a woman, you know, like everyone kind of suffers with um, issues that from time to time that there are people you can speak to. You don't have to kind of suffer alone. And sometimes mm. just speaking, it gets that like that weight off your shoulder and you feel like you're ready to go again type thing rather than just uh, taking it all as a burden. But I think um, Sunday League itself has just grown massively in the last few years where we, I think we took it for granted maybe that, oh, you know, just going out on a Sunday, going out, getting up on a Sunday with our mates and going to kick a football. We always thought it would always be there. Yeah. And I think this last year where it kind of has been on and off and it's taken away, I think it has kind of people realise what it does actually do for, for mental health and how much mm. of a release it is where a guy gets up and he just says them a few hours away, like, like um, Ronnie said, you know, just going for a beer and a bit of socialising with the, with your mates and stuff that you've grown up with type thing. It's, it's just a break, a break from the norm where you can be you for a little while type thing. Mm. You echo I that think one. the, um, I think, I think the, uh, the lockdown as well, the third, this third lockdown, I think it's made work. I think the length of time and not knowing when, when it's going to sort of, when, when the, the, the lid's going to be lifted and everyone sort of come back to some sort of normality. I think mm. it, the length of time we've been sort of stuck indoors, I think it's, it's, made people aware more that they might have a, a, an issue with their mental health. I think, which is, uh, without it sounding like a thing, it's a positive thing, because obviously that then you can reach out and you, it, it makes you understand that that it's not just your, it's not just you. There are, there's people around you that are suffering with the same, uh, same illness and the same sort of mindset that you are and that by talking to these people can make, make it, make it easier and sort of lighten the burden a bit better. And, and grassroots football out there as well, sort of like Gibbs says, it's a release for a lot of men. And I think they realise that now as well. But um, I think as on a grassroots level, I think that the teams that are involved um, and, and even the network that the Selk have got, I think if if every team puts a tweet out every now and again about mental health and, and the awareness, I think it reaches such a wide platform because yeah. uh, there's a massive buzz about Sunday League now. There's the, when when you've got teams, um, and I've mentioned them on, on on one of my interviews before, with SE Dons that are pulling in hundreds of people on a Sunday League. That goes to show you that Sunday League's a lot more sort of competitive, a lot more sort of... Um, serious and a lot more sort of not in sort of a payment way but a lot run more professionally yeah so it i think as a as a, as a platform and a network that we've got we can raise the more raise the awareness in the mental health and 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 how football can help you know what i mean so it, uh, it the time frame hopefully comes out soon and we can get out on it uh, out of it because i think that's the uncertainty of not knowing when normality is going to come back mm. with uh, especially with the boys and keeping the interest again which i think every team in in the uk probably feels the same yeah i hope that um we get the green uh, it, you know the, the 22nd of february seems to be a big date at the moment where the next announcement's going to be made uh, ronnie's going to have to put some trousers on because he's going to go he's going to go out the house 
and go back to school. I think <laughs> he's been sitting, he's been doing all his work in his, man. in his in his shorts. Um, the boy deserves a medal. To be fair, <laughs> any any man that can do that deserves a medal. But I think I think one thing's important to say is that what we can what we know is that how resilient people are, and we can. This has been such a shit period of time, and this was said by. Um, someone who is top notch on on mental health and and uh, positivity and and that stuff. Luke Johnson on on another podcast uh, the other night said, um, "What this does show people is how resilient they are. And how, however crap these last twelve months have been, that we're all getting through it, and we will get through it. And there will be a light at the end of this tunnel. Um, it, we don't know how long the tunnel is at the moment, but we're all doing it. So all the shittest days you think you've had during this lockdown, we're all still we're all still here." talking and we're all still here looking forward to getting back to football and that's got to be a positive thing Every, everyone's shown resilience everyone's got through the saddest times you felt during this time the, the most bored you felt the most lonely you felt the, the most times you felt like you couldn't reach out to someone we've all made it and we're all talking on this podcast um today and, and i think we need to pat ourselves on the back things like that definitely um that's 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 a massive pat on the back and when we do get to the end of it i think we do need to stop taking things for granted that we took for granted before going and meeting your mates if if you whenever you make arrangements with your mates if you're that type of person that that turns around at the last minute and says oh i don't fancy it bloody hell. i'm just i'm just gonna stay in tonight and watch it and watch a film go out with your mates uh Gibbs i've got one we call him the, the garden path we call him gp he knows who he is. I won't mention the names, but I've got one. The uh, GP. Ronnie, Ronnie, as a teacher, obviously you're dealing with kids um, every day at school and you must see or hear that, you know, kids, are, uh, with, especially if they're studying, my, mine are six, so they, they would rather not be studying. They've studying. Got, they're, they're not really bothered. Uh, they'd rather be playing with Lego and, um, and playing with dinosaurs and stuff. But I guess the kids that you're dealing with on a daily basis, this is really important times and, and a lot of them might be struggling. Yeah, 100%. Obviously, I teach secondary school. So, yeah, do you know what? It's, it's funny what you say about resilience because it, what we've seen from the students is, is remarkable. I mean, I teach at a school where we deliver everything live. So every lesson is live. Um, not kind of jump on for 10 minutes and, and I know some schools do that and it works for them and it works a lot better I think with younger schools where you can you get a bit of guidance and then the, the kids can go away and do what they need to do and then check in but we deliver everything so if I have a full day of lessons yeah it is literally you could have like your five lessons in a row um teaching and obviously I teach I teach mainly science so cool, you don't teach double science do you double science the double science on the last lessons on a Friday can you imagine that I, it, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy, really, because like we've probably just got to a point where the remote learning is is, is, is very, is, I think it's very good, to be fair. And, and a lot of the older years, especially some of them probably getting through a lot more work than sometimes what they would in school because it's all yeah. interactive. And they've, yeah. they've all it, luckily we've got our school and our trust have managed to roll out the majority of laptops to students. So we've managed to source laptops and stuff like that. And it's been quite, quite useful. And, and for me, great. I mean, I grew up in South East London and I teach in South East London. So it's kind of the dynamic is very similar to when I was a student. And it, it do you know what? The resilience of the kids is is ridiculous. And we, we literally, we do virtual parents evening and stuff like that. So you have like, you know, pajamas on the bottom and shirt on the top. Um, <laughs> but, it's, but no, it's, 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 
it's been an eye opener, and there have been there have been incidents, and uh, where you've had to kind of speak to um, students, and like I say, being a secondary teacher, you could see five classes in a day, so you could be talking about 150 children um, that you're coming into some kind of contact with in a day. So you are going to get some incidents pop up, and we basically we do things at our school where we do like Wellbeing Wednesday and Inform. We'll look at some videos. We use Headspace. We use an app called, um, it's called Me Too. Um, it's a school app, basically, where students can go on to. And uh, it's like a forum for them. It's all safe and, and, and monitored. And they can basically almost like confess their problems. And other people can speak to them and say, oh, I've been, I've been feeling like that as well. So there are a lot of positives that have come out of the lockdown. I don't think we should forget that. And like you say, that it is tough. Um, but I think as a people, it's, it's probably going to make us stronger in the long run. And it's, once you get through it, you're going to have a lot more ways in which it can be dealt with because it's always going to be there. It's just at the moment, it's more highlighted, isn't it? Because if you sit in the same four walls um, every day, you know, a, an inactive mind wonders, doesn't it? So, yeah. So, yeah. Great answer. Um, Sam, have, have you found uh, your mental health? Is everything okay? I suppose you've been distracted and uh, worrying about other things at the moment other than, <laughs> other than yourself. Yeah, I've not really had the time to just sit there and think, to be fair. Like you said, I've been through things going at 100% of the minute with work and obviously baby coming three weeks early. And so, yeah, nice. thank you touch with everything at the minute. It's all good. Just worrying about getting four hours of solid sleep every day. Oh, mate, I'd, I'd, I'd bite your hand off for that. <laughs> right, on to the next. That is the future. So what does the future look like for each of your clubs? Um, and Westfar, I'm going to start off with one question, and that is: If the league asked you today, would you would you say yes or no to continuing uh, 1920? I'll start with Ronnie from uh, Sporting Club Thamesmead. I know your answer. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. We we the boys are every week there. They're kind of like any news, any news. And I'm like, boys, like you will know when we know. And it's, it's the same with school. When parents ask us, we find everything out when the government release it on TV. So we literally don't know. And it's, it's the same with the leagues, I suppose. I mean, I think people do think you sometimes have inside knowledge, but um, definitely not. But but yeah, we'd be we'd be raring to go. Probably if this it, Sunday if we could. Yeah, if it meant double if it meant playing double bankers every week now between the middle of April, let's say Easter is is the date that we, we start playing football again. And that's just a complete guess. And please, I'm not I'm not in the know. That that'll come from the FA or from the DCMS or whatever they're called. I just put it out there now, mate. It's going <laughs> to hold you to that, Andrew. <laughs> but say they've said this, if so we get the green light and the league say it's going to mean double bankers, a, a month or two of double bankers. That's that we, we want that, don't we? We want to finish the season. Something's better than nothing, can it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even if they, as much as probably people won't like it, but sacrifice sacrifice the cups. If it means that you can finish the league, yeah. for me, I think I think finishing the league and letting the boys who sort of deserve to go up go up, and the relegation boys to go down to go down. I think I think more people would. Um, I think people would go more for the league than they would um, the cups. To be fair, I think Westford did a real good job on the constitution because we played quite a lot we got to march last year for this for uh yeah 18 19 season we got to march at least so at least the tables had started to look remotely um like they maybe would finish so the constitution was good but do you think it would be do you think it's right to do 
uh, promotions and relegations being that we only got to November this season? Not now, but um, I, I, again, I'm going back to it though. I mean, we all want to play, but I don't. It might sound silly, but I don't agree with double bankers give you a true reflection of um, of how a league would finish yeah. because you got you got to take into account suspensions, players being away. If if it was like oh it's a double banker this week and you've got top of the league and you're second, you know they're going to bring everyone out. Whereas for the home and away league, it it might not be be that way. Do you know what I mean? So I don't really think double bankers give us a fair reflection. But at the minute, we'd all take it and snap your hand off. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you, what about if if we couldn't get to the um, to the point where PPG comes into consideration? Um, I think it's just got to be void. And to be honest, everyone would under, I think everyone everyone's a grown grown adult, isn't they? That everyone would understand that this has been uncertain times, and people have lost their lives, and people have lost their jobs, and people have lost like loved ones, and not been able to see their family for a year. So if we can just if we have to void a football season. There's a lot more bigger things going on in the world that people have to worry about rather than voiding the football season and starting again, you know? Yeah. From a sort of, from a, uh, from my perspective, I think that there's a lot of teams out there in, in the um, in the league now that I think, in all honesty, that it's going to be their last season. I think they'd rather finish this season, at least regardless of whether they finish, and then finish the season, if that makes sense, yeah. then sort of void it off and sort of is a wasted, wasted sort of 12 weeks. Because I think there has there's been a, a large proportion of games played. Um, I don't think I don't think there's been enough to make it PPG. Nowhere near. Uh, Nowhere no, near. no, I'm not saying PPG, but uh, we, uh, realistically, I think you could get a couple of double bankers. I, I, I think there's enough. I think teams have got enough players. Um, a, a lot of teams around that I've seen have got sort of 20, 23 players registered. So if you can't sort of pull 17, 18 boys out of a, a week, I personally think. It, it, it's, I think it's a bit of a sort of a hard one. To, it's a hard pill to swallow, isn't it? If, it, it's, if it's a void, especially for again, sort of a, uh, a selfish reason, probably because obviously teams like myself that have kicked on and we're doing a lot better. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I think it's a bit, it'd be a bit tough to take. What I, what I hope from what you're saying there is that lots of teams are saying this is that the last season, 1920, was their last season. I hope what this lockdown has done is mean that they just go again. It'd be a mm. shame for this to be their last year and. No, if if teams are older, um, then they ain't had many mark. They ain't had many minutes to, to put through them to, through them old legs like the Barnhurst boys, for instance. Oh, um, I agree. I they agree. ain't 100%. had much football. They haven't had much football this year. So I hope that this means the likes of them uh, continue because um, we don't. A, we don't want to lose teams anyway. But um, especially um, teams we. We, we just want to see as many teams as possible in Westford. I'm sure more teams are planning to join Westford uh, for 21-22 anyway. Um, but all the old teams... A lot of it to be, though, mate, is um, not that they don't want to continue when they ain't got the players. It's just trying to find someone to run it. Like, running a club nowadays is is, is, is real hard. Like, you got to pay fines and you've got to make sure... Like Ronnie said, you've got to chase up everyone for the whole game system. You've got to make sure people are just doing a simple little thing like confirming their email... And then you're having to do that for every player. Go and pick up the cards on a Sunday. You've got to make sure that there's 11, uh, 12, 11 players there, sorry, plus some subs, the kit, the water. It's, it all adds up. And then you've got to sort the ref, the permits for the pitch. And, you know, it's a thankless job because people just think you turn up on a Sunday and collect their money Agreed. and you're away. And, and, and you're, you're, you're in. Mm. But you ain't. You've got to think, 
you lose footballs all season. And if there ain't money coming in the club, you're replacing them footballs. You've got to make sure the kit's done. You've got to make sure, as I say, the ref, the permits, everything's done. And it's a thankless job. And then, you know, what? people come into it thinking it's going to be easy. And so, so many people say, I'll help, I'll help, I'll help. But when you need that help, mate, that help ain't always there. Yeah, it's not there. And then people not... just think, I don't need this being away from my family every week for grief because I've subbed you or you think you're better than him or you think you're better than him or you should start. It's a thankless job, mate, honestly. So you've enjoyed the time away from the gaming, Gibbs, by the sound of it. <laughs> no, I'm not, no, I'm not saying that. Oh, a lot of paperwork. I love it on a Sunday morning getting up for football. But, I mean, in terms of, I don't think it's just down to player recruitment or teams losing players. I think that there's a there's that concept of it as well, like having to do the whole game or when you come home, yeah. send off your team sheet and then fill out it again on the whole game as well. That's, that's the worry, really, for me, that this time away, if, if people were sort of umming and ahhing about it and were 50-50 about keeping going anyway, maybe this break, people enjoy the break too much. And I, I don't want to see any team go or fold or call it a day. Oh, definitely. I want as many teams to be playing Sunday league football as possible, but some people don't enjoy it. Some people have been doing it for donkey's years or some people have had a couple of years where they've tried their best to to start a team and run it and build it and it's not gone the way they want to do it. So they just they just think a lockdown has given them that time away and they think, fucking hell, I enjoy this. I enjoy having my own time too much. So, you know, you have to wish, you have to wish people the best if that's their choice. And obviously getting to spend time with your family is, is a good thing. Um, but for me, I think I'm even going to start refereeing on Saturdays again next year. I've, I've, I've really started to miss it, um, football so much. So I'm going to start doing even more football next season. I've, I've gone the other way, to be quite honest with you. So boys, this is the last bit. And I suppose the first one, the first person I want to ask this question to is Sam, being that he works, he works with, he works with the man himself on a on a Sunday morning. Sam, this question is one question and one question only. How the fuck is Chris Elliott still in a job? Uh, I think we feel sorry for him. I think, <laughs> and he's uh, his his wife makes some lovely sausage rolls. Other than that, I'm not too sure. Yeah, just, Has she mastered the vegan one yet? That, that that's. <laughs> Mate, if she brings a vegan one, he's definitely getting the boot. <laughs> this, this has been this has been a mini campaign that Gibbs has been on basically since the day that he started um, working on on the Sunday League show. The, that yeah, hour. What is your problem with him, Gibbs? What is the problem? Oh, we just have we just have banter, mate. To be fair, but he's he's outstayed his welcome now. He's got to go. <laughs> he likes to dig out that that video of when did they beat you? One game, and that's his favorite. Yeah, they, they oh. beat us two two one. Some kid called Boller scored, and uh, since he's then, been he, putting uh, skills up. He's been putting skills up since that day. That, that yeah, really he, lo- he loves it. He lives <laughs> off that one picture. Do you know what I mean? So uh, he gets stick, and he, it's a good he picture, gives. Though. It is a good picture. Fair play to Jenny. It is a good picture, but um, he gives that stick. But he takes it. It's all it's all harmless banter, isn't it? And there's people like Chris in Sunday League that, let's be honest, we all need our clubs because he comes along every Sunday. He's there. He wants every to team needs a Chris, to be fair. 100%. Every, yeah. every team needs I need a Chris. I need a Chris. Does someone want to come and be a Chris for me? No, oh, Chris might be a Chris. Be a He's Chris about team. to get sacked by uh, Springer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for all his stick he gives out, he does take it. And he's, yeah. got good band- he's got good banter, Chris. He's a shit water bottle boy, but he's a... Uh, other than that, Supports a right shit team as well, t- I'll tell you what as well, though. You, you, you laugh. He's got his shit water bottle, but... It- 
Have you listened to his radio show? It's pretty good. <laughs> well, let's not promote other other podcasts yeah, on the, on the sub like, podcast, please. Ron, are you on are you on banter, Ron, or are you being serious? No, no, I'm like genuine. I'm into that old school shit that he plays, mate. I'm old, I'm an old man in a, in a young man's body. Wow, uh, young man's body. What does he play? Oh, come on, man. I think he's into his drum and bass and um, yeah, hard, happy hardcore. <laughs> No, he does a. Um, yeah, I think he does like a reggae, old school reggae type yeah. Uh, yeah. music show. Yeah, yeah. You're being too much. Jump on it. Yeah, mate. No, I'm, I'm alright for that. You know, I'll stick to get into it. I'll give mate, it a he might shout you out. He might shout you out if you be kind to him for once. Oh, you're a lawyer. He likes it. If I go, if I go into Christie's world on the on the on the radio station, I'll be going into the world of trouble. Honestly, I'll tell you that'd be a show, wouldn't it? Gibbs and Chris. Come on, mate. Well, listen, the mic check show is coming on coming on Thursday. Chris Elliott might be a guest. Imagine getting them two round the table. I might even have Chris on as a guest soon. You know. Well, please do. Let him listen to this first, and once he's listened to this, he can jump on it. Well, listen, like you say, on a serious note, the, the, the man does a thankless task as well because mm. he does turn yeah, up. I see him there as well. So, banter aside, Chris, man, I, re- I, I, I doff my hat to you. I'm he's, physically doffing my hat. You trying to won. poach him? Yeah, he's, I know. All right, spring heel through and through, mate. I love it. He was trying hey, to get keep, a job. Like at... he says, keep it real. Keep it spring hill. Yeah. Keep it spring hill. Yeah, he can't. <laughs> what, what would be the high field one? It's pretty hard to oh, run, I don't know. Man. Do you fancy a fight come to our field? <laughs> uh, so boys I'm just just before we go I'm just going to ask you where do you think you would have finished had the season um, run its course you know let's say that's on the on the proviso that I think we're not going to get the rest of the season in realistically uh, Sam where do you think Springer Rezies would have finished this season uh, I'll say second or third what from bottom or Dickhead. <laughs> uh, <sorry. laughs> Sam, Sam's confident of promotion. Gibbs? Uh, I'll be honest. I don't know because under the radar on Borden were four for four. I would have liked to think that maybe we, uh, we could have took some points off of both of them. So I would have said um, one, to, one to three. I need a bit more. I need you to be a bit more detailed there, please. All right, if I Because if I, we're uh, obviously the points we lost, I would have probably said second or third. Okay. You just lost your best player to under the now. No, he weren't our best player. He had a, he had a big ego, but he weren't our best player. Ooh. Ooh. Says that now he's gone. Pew pew. <laughs> uh, from Highfield, do you think you'd have? Do you think you'd have hung on? Uh, mate, to be fair, we dropped we dropped points at the at the end of the season, so we, we're sitting down in third um, at the minute. I think uh, Kingfisher got two points on us, but if I'm honest with you, I. I reckon we would have beat them. And I reckon that would have put us back up there. I reckon we would have beat them home and away. So genuinely, I think, if anything, it would have been our season to uh, to lose. Yeah, they they really were the sharkiest team in, in the whole of Westford, weren't they? Oh, mate, to be fair, a couple of my boys went down to watch them. I went down to watch them a couple of times. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think every every dog has their day, don't they? <laughs> Ronnie, uh, Sporting Club Thamesmead. Uh, obviously, um, a bit of a wobble had started by um, FC Royals towards the end of the season. Uh, do you think you would have? Do you think you would have nicked it? Yeah, we do. To be honest, I mean, we. I think we started to click. Like I say, because there was a lot of us out of the game for a long time. 
not including a lockdown. We um, it was only like we just started to click, and we played six games in the league, and we've got a goal difference of twenty one. So I feel like we would have, um, I feel like we would have been all right. But we, we like I say, the players we brought in, you know, you've got you've got players like Taz that have come in who was playing for our first team like two, three years ago. He's now the manager. Our front three, Jamie Williams, Fennick and Danny Gannon, they were playing for Holmesdale like three years ago. So yeah. it was just like, it's, the, team, the team's got a lot of talent in. And we, we basically, it sounds really a bit blowing your own trumpet, but um, we do tend to beat ourselves. When, when we're off it, if, if it's down to us a lot of the time. And I honestly believe that if we turn up, then we beat most, if not all teams in that league. But like you say, it's Sunday league. All it takes is a couple of you to have been out on the Raz on a Saturday. And... Um, and yeah, and obviously, like when we had a few injuries and we we lost to um, Royals, and that was a tough day for us. We were we were running quite a bit. We do feel we do feel like the away fixture, if, <laughs> if it would have got played, would have been a bit different. But that was that was um, neither here nor there because it didn't happen. So, and we know that, for example, Burridge, who are right up there, we know a lot of their players and they know a lot of ours, and and you know what they're like. They turn up for cups. It looks like they're turning up for the league this year. Mm. And um, they definitely would turn up against us. So there would still be a few tough games. But yeah, having a goal difference of plus 21, six games in and just starting to click, we kind of feel like, yeah, we would have been, I feel like we would have been top two for sure. But we would have hoped to have, have obviously gone up, win the league, you know. And obviously if the call comes for Sporting Club terms me to take the step into uh, the Prem Division next season, it sounds like you guys wanted that anyway. So you'd accept it with open arms. Yeah, and, and the good thing about it with us, like you said about the uh, organisation, the Saturday boys, the um, the resis in particular, we train together and we have done through pre-season. So we've always got a training session of like a good a good kind of group uh, group of lads. And uh, that way we always have training on, you know. We train at um, BBA school. Um, we've always got big sessions. There's normally 20 boys there plus, so we can always have a good session. And I feel like if we needed to strengthen the team, a few of those Saturday boys would definitely definitely come over and, and there's a few that probably were kind of open to get the call and they might in the future, you know, because you don't know who's going to drop out. You don't know. So it's kind of like, it's a little network within the club, which is, which is quite nice. But yeah, we definitely would. Nice one. Well, boys, thank you very much for your time tonight. Um, I think uh, we've, we've covered quite, quite a lot there. Hopefully another show um, to be more club specific, especially with uh, Sporting Club Thames Media who haven't been on for their club profile yet on the podcast. So we'll get Ronnie and Fenix been on me for ages to get to get him on the podcast. He really enjoys it. Um, but boys, thanks for your time. Uh, as I said earlier, um, Gibbs has got his own um, show starting this week on Thursday called The Mic Check Show. Uh, we're looking forward to that one. I think his guest, his first guest is Mike from uh, New Cross, where someone really needs to ask him what went so badly wrong this season. Uh, boys, I wish you Danny King. That's what went wrong. <laughs> Signing Danny King. Well, I think it, I think actually they had better form with him in goal, but um, that's that's um, that's Maybe that. Here Listen, or there. Boys, um, I wish you all the best. I wish you all the luck going forward with your individual teams. Hopefully, we get some football back before the end of the season. Uh, otherwise, we've got a bloody long pre-season ahead of us, lads. Speak to you soon and have a good one. Nice Having trouble tracking who can play and who can't? Download Down to Play before your next match. The first app to purely focus on player availability. Get Down to Play for free in the App Store and Google Play. 
This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.